Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt it's, it's, okay. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is January 7th, 2020. Welcome to the new year. Uh, I don't know why I said that so funny. <laughs> welcome to 2020, everybody, and thanks for tuning back into the Where to Hunt podcast. I'm happy you're here. I have, I'm happy you survived 2019 and you listened to all our shenanigans. We got a new intro theme song or an updated one. We got a great guest to start off this year. If you got New Year's resolutions, goals, all that stuff, um, I don't think there's a better guest and episode we could have done than with Brian Austin with Beast Mode Archery. So uh, no more Rut Club Radio. It's not the rut. It's not going to be for a long time. So shed a tear for the rut. But um you know, we do got to call off our sponsors. So before we get into today's interview and, and topic of discussion, let's, uh, you know, take a second to say thanks to Backwoods Grind for being our title sponsor. Head over to backwoodsgrind.com. And uh, I always say, look at their, you know, the blends that they offer, see what you might like. But really, uh, you know, the great way to do it is to just get a sample pack. And with a sample pack, you can try many of their blends for a good price but if you're confident in your decision you want to just go all in on a bag of coffee you can do that too that's what i do so even though i recommend the other i just think less people are like me than than not but enter in code w2h podcast and you're going to save 10 percent off let's switch boots and talk about gumleaf usa that's g-u-m-l-e-a-f usa.com i talk fast so i want to spell it out gumleaf usa um, you can enter in code still W2H 2019. So W2H 2019 to get free shipping. And, um, you know, I, I fell in love with their boots last season. I have the field wellies, which are an uninsulated boot. And then I have the Royal zips. They also make, um, another pair called the Vikings. Um, the Royal zips are, they have a neoprene lining. So they're a little warmer than, and a little heavier than the field wellies. But these boots are made from scratch by hand. Um, they are 85% natural rubber, and they have a very distinct feel to them uh, that's different than what you'd expect from a boot at a big box store. So if you trust me, and maybe you don't know me, don't trust me at all, but you know, you're not going to be able to try these on at a big box store if you have been a guest on the podcast and I've shown these boots to you, you've been to my house and I've shown these boots to you, you know the quality because I make everybody try them on. Um, you want to save some money on shipping W2H 2019. That's where you, that's where you do that. So that's what I got for our, our sponsorship call outs for today. Some things coming on the pipe. We'll talk about as we get into the you know rest of the month. That being said, let's just go ahead and get into the segment. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support and listenership. I appreciate it. As always, if anyone knows a Scots, a Scotch sponsor, that would be great. I drank some Dalmore Scotch on today's show it was delicious i only had two glasses so um nothing crazy there and i didn't drink coffee on today's show because i do need to sleep tonight i didn't sleep on monday night and i got up early monday and i think i'm just calling today a blend of monday and tuesday and it's a Monday. so it's been a Monday. maybe i'll make that a new word for the podcast <laughs> but uh you know anyway let's get into it i'm rambling so anyway, uh, welcome back. We're we're here. We're doing this thing. So uh, Brian, let's have you introduce yourself, unpack who you are, what you are, what you do, and then we'll kind of dive into the topic at hand. So you bet. Is- yeah, uh, Brian Austin. <clears throat> um, I'm the owner of GFB Outdoors, which is basically Get Fit with Brian Outdoors, 
and the, I guess, the creator of Beast Mode Archery Challenge. So I've been in the fitness industry for 20-some years now. Um, wow. Uh, working with people to help them get fit uh, from the ages of 12 to, uh, right now, my two oldest clients are 84. So, Holy crap. Uh, so that's kind of my day job. That's what I do uh, during the day. And then uh, I have kind of a niche of getting hunters and uh, just outdoorsmen in general fit to be outside, rather be going uh, west to do their first backcountry hunt mm -hmm. or here in the Midwest to do a public land whitetail hunt. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's the hunter fitness stuff. There, and then there's the Beast Mode Archery Challenge that I came up okay. with to, to keep people active and, and doing fun stuff with their bow and arrows. And I'll just do this. So when did you when did you join or when did you start Beast Mode Archery? How did that start for you and when? Yeah, so uh, Beast Mode Archery came about uh, two years ago. Uh, I initially had that idea to have an indoor event uh, that was fitness related, but you can also shoot your bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. So it was going to be last year, it was going to be an indoor event, uh, it, but we turned it into, uh, with Kenton with Train to Hunt, we turned it into the Train to Hunt Indoor mm -hmm. Archery Challenge, and then this year I'm bringing it back as the Beast Mode Archery Challenge as my own thing. So uh, it was, it kind of, uh, I created it because here in Wisconsin, the wintertime, there's not a lot to stay motivated for. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of work out, or at least... Yeah, right. Uh, we kind of work out in the winter just to stay fit and stuff. And then we, we, we ramp up our training in the spring or in the summer to get ready for our hunts in the in the fall. Okay. But a lot of people, they it's just a, it's a cyclical thing. They start over every spring. So if you can stay active and stay motivated and have something to uh, encourage you to do that through the winter, then that next summer and that next fall, you're going to be even in better shape. Uh -huh. And then Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So that's what the indoor events are for. And we met at the Tyrell, is there anything at Tyrell? Tyrell. Tyrell Basin. Basin last summer, like for a half a second. Right. Uh, Jeff with Bucks of America podcast right. introduced us. Awesome guy. He was there filming the event, and I was going to compete, and it just didn't pan out with my day with the kids and, and all that stuff. Right, and, right. And then I got there, and I was really regretting not competing because I have a competitive nature, and I was like, damn it, I should have done that. Yeah, you know, that was a very hot day, yeah. so it's probably, you're probably better off not competing because I think a lot of the competitors at that event were probably wishing they weren't competing. But uh, Anthony Heller competed, and he was like, dude, I was, I thought I was prepared because I was training. He goes, I was not prepared yeah. for how difficult that was. You know, that last weekend in, when was that, the last weekend of May, I think it was? Okay. Uh, is always the hottest weekend, like the first hot weekend of the year in Wisconsin. That's the warm-up for the warm-up. Yeah, exactly. And our bodies just aren't acclimated for that. So you can be doing all the training in the world, but when it's 98 degrees and 100% humidity, you just can't uh, you can't keep yourself cool enough. It's hard. And that, I don't know if you've ever been to this place, the Tyrell Basin, but it was... It's steep. Pr pretty steep, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a downhill ski course, so... Right. I mean, we're, we're talking three to 400 foot in elevation game from the bottom to the top. So it's not huge, but no. it's definitely more than what a lot of people are used to in this area. For so, sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot. And so maybe, um, gosh, there's a lot to unpack here. So right. maybe that's an interesting place to start is the pack. Like, yeah. let's break down the components of how you're doing the, the beast mode archery. Um, sorry, Greg, I'm just, I'm not trying to kiss your mustache yet. I've only had zero drinks so far. <laughs> it doesn't take you Maybe break, break down, um, the components of like what it is people are training with and how that works. And then also we can then pivot to like the archery shops that you're going to and kind of how you plan this thing out and talk about some of the upcoming events and maybe some of the past ones. Right. Right. So, uh, the beast mode, the indoor archery challenges that we're doing this winter, uh, you'll need a, uh, a backpack. It could be uh, a pack that you use for whitetail hunting. It mm -hmm. could be a frame pack that you use, uh, for like a Western style hunt. Uh, the weight that people need, if you are a man, uh, if you're in the master's division, right, 40 and over, which I think there's only one of us here right now. Um, Barely. Uh, you would have, uh, I believe, a 25-pound pack that you would have on your back. Uh, men's open, you'd have a 30-pound pack. Okay. Women, you're looking at a 15-pound pack for masters and a 10-pound pack for the open. So it's not a real heavy pack, 
Well, I'm sure it feels pretty damn heavy by the time you're in it. it yeah, it. I mean, you definitely feel it, but yeah. it's not like it's not you know pushing you down. It, it's very similar to what a day pack would that you would have. Okay, sure. So, the reason that we have the pack is because just about every archery hunt that you do, you always have a backpack. Mm-hmm. You know, or just a tree about stand or yeah. something on your right back. on your back. So, yeah. so we have the pack. Obviously, you have your bow. You need at least four arrows because the way that it's set up is that you would do a challenge. Uh, and then you shoot the target, do another challenge, shoot the target, and so on. So the kind of the reason behind this is as archers, as hunters, when we're in the in the wild, we all have buck fever to some extent, mm-hmm. right? Or if we're hunting elk, you know, we're climbing up and down mountains, we're, we're, our heart rates are elevated, the adrenaline's pumping. So when you're shooting just in your backyard or at the range, you know, all the elements are perfect, we're calm, we can make that perfect shot. But when in, in in you know real life scenarios, it's not that it's right. not that way. It's windy. You know the tree might be swaying, whatever. You know that bull might be bugling in your face, and the and your heart's just maybe you just climb up a hill or right, mountain right. or whatever. So these events are, are to kind of test that, or okay. are to get people familiar with uh, uh, not getting necessarily used to that type of shooting, but just uh acquainting yourself with with that did i just make up a word is, is acquainting? acquainting no i think no, it was, is that a word acclimated maybe acclimated. acclimated but acquainting sounds fun okay we're becoming Good. acquainting right now we're acquainting, <laughs> we're acquainting right now so anywho um yeah so the the events uh like the one that's coming up in in a week and a half at lacrosse archery uh january 9th 18th i keep getting that date wrong uh, is going to start out the first heat. So when people sign up, okay. they're guaranteed three qualifying Is there heats. a cost to sign up? There is. And right now it is, let's say it's $75. Okay. Because I think that's what it is. Okay. This Saturday, prices go up $10 more because it's the week before the event. So it's for all you procrastinators. I, I penalize the procrastinators for signing up. So we have it room. It makes it harder on you logistically. Like, and they right, get extra right. laps, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, have to do, they have to do extra burpees. You're, I'll give you a discount burpees. if you're willing to do more physical. Right, right. Um, so at the lacrosse event, the, the, the first two qualifying heats are going to start out with a 30-second hold. So six people are going to be in a heat, okay? When I say three, two, one, go, or I'll say three, two, one, draw, everybody draws back, they have 30 seconds. Okay. At 30 seconds, I'll say all clear, and you can shoot the target, okay? You set your bow down, and the bag, your sandbag that you're going to be utilizing is going to be down by the targets. Okay. You're going to pull that bag into you, you're going to unclip it, and you're going to take it with. And we have over-under obstacles. If you go on uh, my my instagram or facebook page you can, I checked you can out your see youtube this. channel too yeah youtube and channels a little bit some of that going on so we made the over-unders because just about every time you're hunting on public land or in the west with all the deadfall your hat you have to go over the deadfall oh, yeah. you have to go under you're trying to work your way through the woods so we created those two obstacles because they're awesome it's obstacles natural. it's natural yeah. right so we have the over-under we have to go over and under and then you have the box 20 inch box where you have to do the challenges. So I believe the first uh, two rounds we're doing uh, 10 step overs, okay? And then you have to make your way back to your bow, shoot another target, come back to the box, and then I believe it's... What happens when you miss your target? So last year we did burpees. We had to do 20 penalty burpees if you missed. The issue that that we ran into is sometimes you don't know if they missed or not just because of logistics and how things are set up. Like, did they miss? Did they not? And then the competitor is like, well, what do I do? Because they want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You yeah. you want to go and get it done. Uh, so this year, it's just going to be a time penalty. Okay. So uh, we're, we all have ADD, don't we? I want to jump all over the place. <laughs> so we'll, 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 we'll get to the scoring. Um, but the uh, so basically, you're doing three different challenges. You're you're shooting four arrows, and then your time will accumulate over those those three rounds. Okay. And then depending on how many people are signed up in each division, then we'll start having elimination rounds where we'll eventually uh, windle down to the top three in each of those four divisions. Oh, and we also have a trad division too. Oh, true. Okay, cool. Wow. So for people that shoot the stick bows, uh, and we have a couple of people signed up, so that's going to be good. Interesting. Yep. So total number of events between now and when, what do we... We have four indoor events. We have lacrosse archery coming up on January 19th. Okay. We have... That's like... A week and a half. Week and a half. Okay. Right. 
Uh, we have Pappas Trading Post out in Arena. Uh, that is February 8th, I believe, February 8th or 9th, whatever that Saturday okay. is. Then we have Whale Tails Archery mm-hmm. just down the road. That is February 28th or 29th. Yeah, I think it's 28th. Yeah, whatever that Saturday is, mm-hmm. the last Saturday of February. And then at Vortex Optics Headquarters, oh, we'll have cool. March. Barnabas. Yep, and Barneville. It'll be March 21st, I believe. Cool. So, Very cool. So that's a 100-yard indoor uh, gun range that we're utilizing. So wow. we might be stretching those targets out a little bit further at, at that event. That's fun. So cool. how, and you're doing a lot of traveling then. For yeah. This. And, like, are you you're bringing all the stuff, or do these folks have right. some of it? Like, how are you – do you rent to, like, a box truck? I'm uh, excited to hear, like, the – Behind the scenes, the logistics of it. Yeah, we got you behind the scenes here. No, I I have a truck and a trailer. I have a cargo trailer. Some of these things. So it's it's definitely a lot of work, and I have uh, an awesome group of guys and gals uh, that are kind of my core group that help me with all the stuff. Okay. uh, That help build the obstacles and and kind of brainstorm with me on how can this work because it's we all have great ideas. But it's it's taking those ideas and being able to implement them in a group setting, mm-hmm. and then also making sure it's safe because we're shooting arrows. And we can't have somebody doing yeah. We can't have somebody being up here and you're trying to shoot this way. And so it, there's a lot of logistics, logistics safe, and for safety, safety and making it practical. Right. So uh, really, all that the competitors have to bring is a pack with whatever weight for their division is okay and their bow and arrow you know their archery equipment yep. and we, the four arrows yep and arrows which have been a problem for me last year because <clears throat> we you have them arrows <laughs> we have the boxes we have the we have all the obstacles we have all that stuff so you've got to show up and then is there food afterwards or what happens is there winners prizes um, right what happens with all that so food wise usually the venue will be hosting uh or having some kind of food catering there. maybe or right something so it'd be something there for them to purchase but definitely uh, you know, if you're competing, bring something that you want to, you know, stay hydrated with and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're not – these indoor events are really not um, that hard. I mean, they're short. They're intense. Each round is about three minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're doing an hour long of working out. So they're – but they're very short and High quick. And, right, yeah. right. Whereas the outdoor events that we can talk about here in a little bit, they're much longer. And, okay. and you you do need to be physically prepared for those. The indoor events, anybody can do. Anybody with an able body can mm-hmm. can do them. As long as you can step over a box and, you know, go under a 30-inch obstacle, mm-hmm. crawl under that, you can do it. So, because uh, a lot of people are intimidated by it, especially maybe by the name. But the beast mode name comes from we all have our inner beast, whatever that might be. You know, it might be uh, an elite athlete or it might be somebody just trying to get off that couch to make that first step. You know, we have to train that inner beast to be able to get stronger and and uh, to, just to be better, healthier people. Um, now I'll step off my soapbox. And uh, uh, so the indoor events, what were we talking about? So what happens? To, how do you win? Is there a prize? Got you it, got, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, right. Luckily, all about the prize. That's <laughs> Well, no, I'm just curious, like, always you know, on the prize. if you're competing, like, so we you know, have, just what do I get, a free t-shirt? Well, I mean, bragging rights for sure. Right. Well, it's it's bragging rights. That's that's one thing. Uh, all the competitors, if you signed up by Saturday, by this past Saturday, you get a t-shirt. Okay. So it's two weeks out because I need to order those shirts for competitors. But So you'll be getting a t-shirt. I have a lot of awesome sponsors that came together. I'm I'm very happy and, yeah, you did. and blessed. Yeah, you did. You did well with that. So, um I'm horrible at, at remembering the names on the spot. I have but written down. Awesome. I have one of them in front of me here. So, uh, no, we, we have a lot of prizes. So, basically, the, the top three overall winners, male and female, first place male and female will get $100 cash, second place will be 75 and third place will be 50 Okay. And then I have these big, hunky medals, Beast Mode Archer Challenge cool. medals made that are thick medals. Uh, and that would be placed to the top three in each division. So the women's open masters, the you know. So you had to go and figure out like, okay, we're going to get a medal prize with my logo. Uh, there's there's into it. so like, much work that goes on yeah, behind this the is scenes. Insane. Like these are the things that you know people might not fully appreciate. You're gonna they're gonna show up, they're gonna do the thing, which right. is awesome. But right. like behind the scenes, you had to find medals, find prizes, like uh, cash, get sponsors, find the right. talk to the archery shop owners, like right. get a trailer truck. It's a workout. Just it's, to a, do all this. it's a lot. <laughs> so I need to thank my wife, Anne Marie, wherever the video is here, 
thank you for everything you do. There because we go. I am my so I am so like all over the place. Like I have an idea and then I was like, let's do a list, let's do that. Yep. And she tries to weird, corral really me. Good, huh? <laughs> right. So she she puts up a lot with a lot because I'm constantly thinking of stuff and we haven't even finished the six things that we started on mm-hmm. and I want to do so like an entrepreneur. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And of course it's all going to work out because we're all optimists. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So back to the prizes, we have got the cash prizes. We have medals, uh, trophy line tree saddles is giving a, a whole ambush kit. So they're doing some giveaways too. Yes. I have a lot of giveaways. Beautiful. Wow, so great. I won a new site pin from an archery thing last summer. See, there you go. And how, how fun was that? Right. It's super. I was like, I can't believe it. I won. They said my name. Right. Yeah. So the, all my giveaway prizes or all the prizes from my sponsors are going to be given away to anybody that's there. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, the winners are already getting cash. The, the top place settings are getting the, the medals. So all the prizes, as long as you're signed up and you're competing, you're going to have a chance to win, mm-hmm. win the stuff. So gotta show up. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fun. So the sponsors, you said it's the tree. So trophy line, uh, tree saddles. Um, uh, let's see here. HHA, uh, sites. Yep. That's the one I won. Awesome. Um, who else? We have, uh, uh, dark timber coffee, not to mention. Hey, that's okay. We're all, yeah, it's all good stuff. We love coffee. Um, like these guys because we know them and. No, that's cool. I think it's it's awesome to support local, Mm -hmm. local businesses. So that's great. Uh, we have uh, DSG Women's Outerwear, yep, so doing okay. something good. They're actually out of Oregon, where I live as well, too. Uh, so they will be providing some of the ladies with uh, some camel uh, hunting clothing. Um, is that your wife's idea? No, is that, uh, it was, I have a buddy that knows them. Okay. And long story short, the uh, Wendy is like a fourth cousin to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, it's... You're yeah. like, oh, what's that? Yeah, right. Her maiden name was Austin. I was like, well, I wonder if we're related. So, <laughs> anywho, um, who else do we have? We have uh, Kirsch Hunting Targets. Okay. Uh, Philip Kirsch, which is, he's out of Milwaukee. Um, we have, I need to uh, bring up my sponsor list here. Uh, or we don't necessarily have to go over all the sponsors. But, I don't think you need to go through everything, but, you know. But there's going to be a lot of prizes. I yeah, mean, a, a lot well, of good t- uh, wilderness athletes going to be providing a lot of uh, uh, supplements and, sure. and hydrate and recover. So a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah, someone just called me out here. Oh. So here's the thing, folks. We had some major technical oh. problems a minute ago. Look at that. And I knew I was going to forget something. Here we go. So no, our guest is not Jason Campbell this week. Brian, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. for the catch, John. You, you have John tw- Doe. You have 20 burpees. Oh, yes. That's Johnny Love, 2019 right there. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> calling. He is the man behind the scenes. He does all the scoring for these indoor events. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. he's going to give me a shit score. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> and I believe Eric said he's coming to lacrosse to do the event next week. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> you know, I might do the whale test one if I'm not too late for that. No, you're not. There. You're not too late for any but of the them. The proximity is a big deal for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two little ones that you got to that's, see. That's all right. Out. That's all right. Excuses are coming. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I don't believe in excuses. So, yeah, I gotta have a. See, look at John's on the, on my case too. Geez, you guys are the same. Oh, Brian. All right. Is we got Liz it, Baker is this here. Delayed. Oh. This must be delayed a little bit. It's a slight delay. Okay, so, Liz. But it's pretty close. Um, oh, that's yeah. my wife. What she's saying. Oh, she's got all the. She's helping you out. She's got all the sponsors. And oh, the awesome. French Austin. You gotta read them mm-hmm. off. What, what am I reading the off? Sponsors that she takes. Let's see. Wilderness athlete, trophy line, vortex, kudu point. So kudu broadheads, eh? Right. Okay. Awesome broadheads. Schmidty's strings. Schmidty's yep. specialty strings. The okay. Best custom bow strings you can get right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. HHA dark so you can timber. Your colors and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I and made lacrosse. It's Anthony owns lacrosse Beautiful. Beautiful. DSG Tyrell Basin. Tyrell Basin. How about that? Yep. Lancaster Archery and Hunt League. Lancaster Archery were they one of the originals to like make? Big. Like, they're a big mail order. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're out of Pennsylvania. Like, yeah. They like productized or made a right. package for people to get into archery way back when, right? Probably, I, I would imagine so. I think I remember I mean, they're a huge that. company. They've been around for a while. <clears throat> That's cool. So I'm glad I got the name. We got Liz and Mitch Baker on. Hey, guys. What's Mitch, up, Mitch? M- Mitch isn't the 
look, Mitch, you're watching now, but like when I saw you, you looked like a very young man, and I think you're like pushing these guys' his age, right? But you look. Mitch, young Mitch is older than fit. we are. Mitch is older than us. I know, yeah. but you wouldn't know. And it know. can still whoop her ass. I, that's right? the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to just be real careful here. Hey, Jess. Uh, anyway. So, so let, let's let's talk about... Uh, no calls yet, by the way. Uh, that's just because we're so full of knowledgeable information yeah. that they don't need to call. <laughs> um, do you want to take this? you want to talk about the outdoor stuff? Do you want to... Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, you've you've touched on or you've covered the, the indoor stuff and what that's about, and like you said, they're they're the heats are three minutes a piece pretty much. Right, three to four minutes, and I would say, you know, visit my social media pages because you can kind of you get a better feel for it when you actually see yep what's going on. People huffing and puffing and getting their ass kicked. Right, exactly. And then exactly. Now you're we'll transition into the outdoor stuff, which sounds like it takes quite a bit more endurance and training involved. Correct. So the uh, the Beast Mode Endurance Archery Challenge, that's going to be May 2nd and 3rd at Tyrell Basin. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it this year. Awesome. May what? May 2nd. And it might be possibly May, May 3rd. Series, set a reminder for May 2nd to get my ass kicked. Wow. <laughs> Getting ass kicked now is what Just it said. A Just a moment. Okay. Your reminder is set for May 2nd, 2020. I thought she was going to repeat it, but she didn't. But that's what's going to happen. So this event, I've so I've done a lot of different competitions throughout my forty years. Uh, so I, I I used to do in uh, mountain bike, like twenty four hour mountain bike races. Wow. Uh, just more endurance stuff. Have you read David Goggins stuff? Oh yeah, okay. David Goggins. You gotta love Goggins. All right, that's. I mean, he he, he takes it to a whole new extreme. Not not. I don't. Uh, I don't think everybody should take it to that extreme, but uh, yeah, love Goggins. Okay. Um, so the the Beast Mode Endurance Archery Challenge is going to be a three, six, or nine hour event. So you can sign up for one of those, and the objective is just to complete as many laps as you can in that allotted amount of time. Okay. Okay. So it's at Tyro Basin, so it's going to be a fairly hilly course. Okay. It's May second, mm-hmm. so it's going to be fairly similar weather to what you encounter in the fall. Okay, okay, so it's not going to be super hot. It, it might be warm or it might be cold. Rain, might be there will be snow yeah. because there will probably still be snow on some of the slopes. Oh, so we'll take definitely. the course through some of that. So you, you're going to encounter a lot of different things that you would encounter in the fall mm-hmm. during a hunt. So uh, after each lap, well, before we get to that, you can do it solo. So you can do it by yourself. You can do it as a two-person duo. So you two can do it together. <laughs> Okay. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> as long as they don't call us Ace and Gary. <laughs> Does Gary have a mustache like that? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or Beavis and Butthead, yeah. maybe. <laughs> 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 um, so a two-person duo or a two-person relay. So you do a lap, finish it, and then uh, okay. and then Greg would do a lap. So you have three options. Okay. So in between every lap, there's going to be a challenge. It might be uh, to mimic a, a deer drag. So you might have a, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there, a 100-pound yeah. sled that you might have to drag 300 yards before you can go on to the next lap. 200-pound sled. Those guys to get the big bucks. There you go. Not a bad idea. Uh, but there will also be a target. There will be a target in between every lap, too, that you can shoot. And then depending on how you shoot it, you will get time taken off of your your okay. your course. Uh, and then the challenges, if you can complete the challenge, you get time taken off. If you can't, you'll get time added on. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, and you facilitated all of this. These are your brain children, right? Just right. out there. Okay, just, he's, uh, he's got all winter long to figure out how to screw with everybody. <laughs> Let's just take a second and talk about this tra- the sled drake thing. And okay, can we bookmark? Yeah, where we're at? do we know we're at? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll do that right. I'm now. just thinking, like maybe you have a hundred pounds. I'm just trying to do the mic thing so people on the podcast here. So we do the hundred pound sled. Maybe you get the option to two hundred pound sled if you want to get more points for getting the bigger buck out. It's a great idea. Or I like it. 300 for I like elk. It. Or your buddy has to get in the sled and you have to pull your buddy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nah. I used to do a lot of fireman carries back in my day. Okay. So those were always fun. We could do that. But yeah. then the other guy's growing suppers and that can get weird. Hey, uh, whatever you two do in your private time, that's fine. <laughs> Not us two. No, Maybe. No, no, no. A big, big guy to put on my shoulder. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So that's where we both marked it. So we'll. Okay. There we go. 
So if we have a 200-pound sled drag, you can thank these two guys right here for it. <laughs> Replay this episode. You're welcome. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you, do the, you do the lap, do the challenge, shoot your target, and you just keep on doing that for, for three, six, or nine hours. Uh, we might have a 3D shoot uh, that evening or the next day. I'm undecided on that if, if that's going to be uh, incorporated. Three, six, or nine hours? Hold on. we got to stop again. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Three, six, or nine hours. So... Are you saying that if you were so badass, you could do this for nine hours and rack up a bunch of points, or what happens? With nine that? hours is like running the Le Mans. I'm just saying, like, what what's the advantage from the three hour to the nine hour? What am I gaining from that? Does that it's just a, somebody that wants to do it for nine hours. So, so there's is David Goggins going to be there. <laughs> Maybe we, we need to call, call him and uh, how Cameron many guys Haynes actually? How many guys will do it? Like I mean, just you're not going to have a Cameron Haynes there, but Wait, yeah, yeah, he's the other one. They're enough. friends, by the way. Right. But but you think about a day in the mountains when you're hunting. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're active. You're active the whole time. You're it's, active the whole the entire time. It's not really it's vacation, but it's not. You're right. You're out there. You're not going back to the hotel. Right. You're moving along, looking looking for something. Yeah. You don't find it. You're pitching camp. So the nine-hour guys and gals will be it'll be a slower pace. It'll probably be a hike instead of a run. Uh, you have a 20-pound pack on. So you're signing up for that. It's like when you sign up yes. for a 5K, yes. 3K, 5K walk. Exactly. You're picking what you So need. it's like a 5K, 10K, whatever. So you have three different distances you can sign up I was that. thinking, you know, I'm going to do this for three, but then I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do it for six. And then right. you just, like, they're still going. No, you guys are doing it for nine, so that's yeah, fine. clearly. <laughs> And this we're done. This is good. Uh, what's up, Jose? Uh, John, let's just take a second. It's not official until he signs on the dotted line for Tyrell. That is true, but Siri did help me with that. Uh, Iowa is a beast mode. Okay. And Jeff, private time. <laughs> they're loving what's happening here, I think. Ah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, they're just jumping in. You guys, you can call in. We have no callers. Maybe not just yet, but I'm just saying. Okay. So, uh, so three, six, or nine hours, you pick yep. what you're going to do. You pick the distance that you want to do. And then you can pick if you want to do it by yourself or with a two-person okay. duo or two-person relay. benefit of doing it with two people is you get to suffer together? Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Because a lot of people in past events, when the train-to-hunt events, people like to do it as a two-person, like, like that, you and your hunting buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do it together and suffer together, or you might want to do it by yourself. You're just a loner and don't have any sure. friends. Yeah. You know, that's that's like Greg over there. Hey, well. <laughs> yeah. That mustache is that uh, you know, a friend. I got a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ralphie. Ralph. You named it Ralph. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Uh, I don't know. What else do we want to talk about that? That's that's gonna be that's like, a big event. It's gonna be a huge event. Is that gonna be similar oh, to what so, it was last so, year? This is a big thing. This is like a huge thing. So you don't have to be able to shoot a bow and arrow to do it, because if you partner up with someone, I'm gonna take the best arrow. Oh. So let's say if you that's and your wife want to do it. Okay. Uh, and your wife doesn't shoot, you guys can still do it, and we'll just take your score for your arrow. Okay. So I'm trying to inc- get more people involved with these events, trying to uh, get more people, I guess, involved with archery and expose them to archery and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be that as an option, and then there's this going to be a non-shooting option as well, too. So if people are just in the fitness, people in the backpacking. You get a bigger draw that way. Right. Yeah. So we can have, they'll do everything. They just won't do the shooting component sure. of it. So yeah, Right. Very cool. Uh, Greg, can you read John's question? What's your brother, Mike? Brian, what's the benefit for someone in Wisconsin or the Midwest to do this if you aren't heading west to the mountains? That is a very good question. Who's that from? That's our friend John Dove? John Dove. Thank you, John Dove. Uh, well, I think we talked about this before we, we got did. on the podcast, that there's, you know, hunting such a niche. And then the people that go west, you know, Wisconsin, I think, has the most people that travel west to, to elk hunt. Pennsylvania really? might be right there. I mean, Pennsylvania, yeah, and I think... I'd hate to omit Michiganders from any of this yeah, too, because possibly. those guys are pretty hardcore hunters. But, but we're right up there, so yeah. we have a lot of people that train to go out west. So we have that niche, but then there's more and more public land hunters here in the state, and we're going deeper and deeper into the woods. So it's being fit isn't just for the western hunter; it's for the Midwest hunter too. 
especially if you're a public land hunter. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting, you know, 100 yards off of the, you know, the parking lot, maybe you're going a half a mile in or a mile in because... Or you're getting stuck in a Tamarack swamp <laughs> with your best buddy for because, two because, hours. Well, because now you're, you're, you're strong enough. You know that if you, if, you, if you harvest something, you can get that animal out. Because I think that's the biggest yeah. thing I run into. It's like, well, I'm not going to go back there because how am I going to get? Yeah, how am I going to drag it out? So, but I now never think about that until it happens. All right, <laughs> but now with Wisconsin, we can, I we, guess, quarter we can the quarter as long we, as you take the spine and, and the yeah, carcass. Yeah, I mean, which you're is, pretty much cutting it up and taking all the pieces minus the guts. Right, but you can at least do that in a pack, and it's going to be much easier than dragging that animal out a mile over terrain. Mm -hmm. So right. we have that option now, which is great which I think is another reason why more and more people are going deeper into the public lands, which is a great thing. Yep. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, but also to John's uh, question, uh, the reason to train here in Wisconsin, I mean, I know of so many people, you know, I was born and raised in Wisconsin, so I've heard and seen it all. You know, I know the guys that take the four-wheeler from the, from the house to the, to the base of the stand and they climb up and they don't even move. Maybe this isn't for them because there's a certain people that this isn't going to be for. Right. It's definitely not for them. You know, they're used to hunting on their 40 behind the house. They've done it with right. grandpa forever, and that's how they're going to continue to do it. Right. It's not their cup of tea. But this is also not only to prepare for those hunts, but it's also just to have a good time in that community because these yeah. events bring a lot of like-minded people together. Yep. And there's really no ego. That's the other thing is that when you're competing, you could be, you know, the guy that's in the best shape or the guy that's in the worst shape. And there's people that are that yeah, happy are, to support you. It's like exactly. It's like a big deer camp. You're all there exactly. having fun. And, right. And right. Talking you're all smack. suffering just the same. Like once you right. get into yeah. like, I'm a big competitor, blah, blah. But then once you're like, Oh, Oh God! Right. And then someone else is by you, like I know, right? Like, yeah, shit, this is hard. And right. then you're now you're bonding. That's building real community. That's more than a like right. button or like a, exactly. you know, congrats. That's a real community that you're building. Exactly. Did you just practice that What's before that? this? The huffing? Yeah, part? the huffing part. <laughs> I'm pretty out of shape right now. I was just talking about that before we got on here. Out of how fast you lose it. Right. Still I'm, for nine months, one month off, and it's just like. Yeah, your cardio, you start uh, seeing a, a decrease in about two weeks. It doesn't help. Yeah. It, like no, it, it. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Literally poison. <laughs> it is, actually. But that's okay. Very tasty poison. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get a scotch sponsorship, if you know anybody. I don't. What I'm drinking uh, water on the rocks. There we go. Water's so badass, it lives in its own blood. Or ice cubes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, we got 15 minutes, no calls in the queue. If anyone wants to call in, we welcome a call. Uh, one question from Jeff Vance. He asked if there's any crossbow interest. Ah, Jeff. Uh, not not yet, Jeff. We have not gotten any interest. So we've talked about that on his podcast. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm not uh, opposed to having uh, crossbows at, at the events. Sure. Um, well, uh, so. it's just, you know, but that's, uh, you're being really accommodating for all sorts of different preferences of people. So I'm trying to, I think that's great. I mean, we have the trad division, uh, you know, I want to create events that attract people and to bring people together. Uh, Cause I know there's a lot of trad events that are trad only. Yeah. There's probably compound events that are compound only or whatever, but I want this to be somewhat of an inclusive event and just bring a lot of like-minded people together mm -hmm. and, and, and to have a good time. I mean, it's the indoor events are a blast because you're competing for a few minutes at, at a time, and then there might be an hour or so b before you compete again. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a lot of time to communicate and, and just, you know, meet new friends and that kind of stuff and, yep. and cheer one another on. So the indoor events are, are a blast in that in that aspect. So Yeah, that's cool. Um, we do have one other outdoor event we can talk about. Okay. So it's the Beast Mode Games, the oh, Beast Mode Archer Challenge Games. So this is going to be June, I believe June 13th. Uh, whatever that Saturday is, uh, and think of it as kind of like the indoor events, just on a much bigger scale and outside, okay. or like the tactical games that you see the guys with the assault rifles and the handguns mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Where, yep. Yeah, three. So you'll be completing like three to five challenges, and Nathan at Tyro, who owns Tyro Basin, is totally behind me in these events. So he, we're going to be making some legitimate obstacles. You know, probably a big meat hoist. Uh, uh, we're going to cut down some, some trees and make some actually real 
over under. Real over under. Yeah. yeah. This sounds cool. And then utilizing the, the big hill there. So you'll complete three to five physical challenges, shoot a shoot a target. And it'll be in heats probably of 10 people at a time, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it'll be just like, again, just like the indoor where you're competing, your time will add up, and then there'll be uh, uh, elimination rounds and stuff. So Wow. And yeah. the turnout, even for last year, is so good Yeah, for the Tyrell Basin one. I mean, right. I got there, I was like, wow. People. Yeah, we had almost 90 people. Uh, I think if it wasn't so hot and humid, we might have had uh, more spectators. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good, good event. So Cool. I know um, I spent some time, obviously, with Jeff doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and then we went up top on, I don't know, like the roof or whatever the overlook was, and uh, Vortex had a spot up there, so you can right. like, key in on everybody. It was right. kind of cool. That's, that was a smart spot. That's actually one of the, so on the endurance event, one of the challenges between the laps, mm-hmm. I'm talking with Vortex about having some spotting scopes and binoculars set oh, up on tripods, yeah. and then the challenge is going to be, you know, there's a, a hat. Somewhere out there. Like a Where's Waldo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have two minutes to find it. That's awesome. And if you find it, great. You get five minutes taken off your time. If not, you get five minutes added on to your time. Hmm. So cool things like that. So the challenges won't necessarily all be physical. They might be, they're going to be hunting related. So using your eyes. All right. I remember a time when I learned how to do land nav with like the Lensetic Compass. Yeah. And we had to do... Night land nav and day land nav, and it, there were points plotted, and we had, you know, a map and this compass, and that was it. And we had to find That's these awesome. points, and it was... That's fun. Of what ended up happening, I, I'm only thinking about this because of the find the hat. Eventually, enough people would find this thing, like, okay, so we'll go, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you get people kind of cheating. Right. But the night one was pretty intense. The guy almost fell off a freaking cliff. Wow. So that was interesting. Um, but that's a, maybe something to consider. That's less... I mean, there's some physicality in that, but there's also just like the how well and how comfortable are you doing that kind of stuff. Right. And most people, I don't think these days are versed that way. I certainly would have to retrain and learn all of that because there's right. a way to read terrain. Well, but one of my ideas. Classes you could do too. Yeah, know? exactly. One of the ideas was mm-hmm. if we had a big enough area, which we just don't have it at Tyrell Basin, but instead of a lap system, mm-hmm. it's a point to point. But you get there however you want to get there. Yes. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So that would, be, but maybe if we ever do an event, it's hard to west. control that because then it's a little bit more like the insurance probably goes up. Right. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, Especially if there's cliffs. We're sign or this waiver like and this so, waiver yeah. and that waiver, and then we're gonna have to get like medics on. on well, and... uh, that's why it's only a nine-hour event because if we want to, I originally wanted to do a twenty-four-hour event. Mm-hmm. So you would be moving for twenty-four hours, maybe set up camp. You need maybe, medics. Uh, that and at night, I mean, yeah. being in Dane County, all the red flags go up for events that last that long. Mm-hmm. So. Right. So we're gonna stick with nine hours being the max for this year. Let's see how oh, it goes. Excuse me. No, you'll get into like a. You gonna make her? No, it's been one long day since Monday. It's just been uh, today's. How can you combine Monday and Tuesday in one word? Monday. Uh, I guess That's you had, a, you had a Monday of a day. That's right. No, I maybe now. Um, I don't see any calls still. So if you have a memorable hunt, I know you said you had a couple. You were kind of flipping through like yeah. Rolodex. What? So I think uh, uh, my very first uh, deer that I shot with a bow. I remember. I remember that I was twelve. It's hard to forget, right? And uh, so I grew up in Platteville, out what in the country. Was it when you were twelve, because you're so old. Uh, <laughs> it was actually a spear. It was before he had bows. Spear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chuck Norris. One shot. No, I came home from school, and I think uh, my mom was mad at me for something. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going hunting. So as I walked up uh, into our neighbor's property, it was probably at the time it seemed like 10 miles, but it was probably only a half, no, a half mile or a mile. Yeah. Uh, got up in this old rickety wooden stand because back then that's, that's what you did. You made your own tree stands. And, uh, I, I forget the time. I mean, obviously it was in the fall, but I, I forget if it was early or late. It wasn't that late because I just had a shirt and pants on, mm-hmm. but were the mosquitoes? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. So probably October. Maybe. Huh. Bless you. Thanks. You done? Yeah. Okay. One and done. Um, yeah. So anywho, uh, the this herd of deer came in, and uh, they knew I was there. It was like a bunch of yearlings and some does and some little bucks, 
and they're just looking at me because the stand is only maybe eight, ten yeah, feet off the, off the off yeah. the ground. Yeah, he's not gonna do anything. <laughs> and, and here, but but I had my grunt, I had my antler, like like I'm twelve, I'm yeah. excited. So yeah. I, I'm like clanking them together, I'm grunting, and they're all within like twenty yards of me, just looking at me. Got them in. <laughs> yeah. But there's a decent, there's a little basket rat buck there that I was trying to grunt them in. I'm like, oh, the, the grunt has to work, and the antlers. I mean, I was, I was. Before you even had a clue. Yeah, I, I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. But I was having fun. And it, it was getting dark, so I was like, I got to shoot one. So I thought I shot the biggest one that didn't have antlers because the bucks ran away. So I shot it, and it just dropped. And right. I'm, wow. I'm like, what do I do? I ran all the way home. Yeah, <laughs> I got my dad. And so they, we, he came up, and he's like, well, I hope it was a big one. And here is this, this little nubbin buck. It was like probably 50 pounds. <laughs> but it was it's something that I always remember yeah. uh, is the first deer that I shot on my own, which sure. with a bow and arrow. So. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going out and going out. And yeah. You're like, I mean, my mom was mad because I probably didn't, you know, fold my clothes or do something. Yeah. But that's how I was fortunate because I was, I was able just to walk outside and yeah, go that's hunt. Incredible. So. That's incredible. Uh, the other one, all, so I've been elk hunting now for Four years or five years. Which states do you go to? Uh, Colorado. I've been to Colorado, Idaho, and Montana. Which one do you like the most? Is that hard to pick? Mm. Um, yeah, they're all unique. They're all different. Okay. Um, I'm partial to Montana just because I've visited there and I really enjoyed it. Montana's uh, awesome. You just have to worry about grizzly bears in, yeah. in a lot of the spots. Um, who's this? Magic Mike wants to know, do you have any training tips for the challenges, uh, do you post videos and tips for us? Where can we find that stuff? I think you do. Are you, is that a leading question? Mike? That's a leading question. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Magic Mike. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, so before I, I tell my elk story, I'll, I'll talk about this. Uh, is it okay to talk about that? Yeah. Whatever they can find. Please do. Yeah, we so, don't have any. Uh, here. You can swear if you want. <laughs> Instagram is GFB Outdoors or the Beast Mode Archer Challenge. I have two pages. Okay. Uh, Facebook, you can, uh, actually it's Beast Mod Archery Challenge for Facebook. And I think it's Get Fit with Brian is my other Facebook page. Okay. Uh, or just Brian Austin as well. It took me a minute to realize you were the same person. Really? Initially. Yeah. Because I'm slow. That's okay. A little uh, slow on the uptake. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, what else? YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I think it's just Brian Austin. Okay. If you, I think if you go on YouTube and search Beast Mode Archer Challenge, that stuff will pop up. We can, yeah, we can have people follow and watch this fun technology. So we go YouTube, <clears> and let's just do this. So we're uh, I have two websites. Actually, I have three websites. So just search Brian Austin? Uh, actually, search Beast Mode Beast Archer Mode Challenge. Beast Mode Archer, I think there's like five or six videos on there. Craig, you were doing some Beast Mode Archery in your basement. Well, I was trying to look at yeah, you. Yeah, there it is. Is this Brian Austin? Look, at you even did this, too. Like, that was work. That that is my wife. So everything that looks cool on the videos is my wife. See, that's beautiful. My <laughs> wife is a freaking saint. She made us chili tonight, right? Like mm-hmm. the chili was delicious. Who does that? Yes, it right, that's very good. Well, apparently, you're getting me mail. Uh oh, that's okay. So, and and I think those that are watching now, they should be able to see this, right? So that's oh, live cool. now. Um, so you can see what's going on here. Thanks for the question. So that video there is going over the gear that you need for the indoor events. Uh, hopefully tonight. Uh, if my lovely wife has them edited, and John Dove is actually helping out with that too, uh, tonight or tomorrow we'll have the videos of where we kind of go step by step and break down uh, the challenges that people will be doing at lacrosse. Right. So that will be on there hopefully within the next, hopefully by tomorrow night at the latest, that will be up there so people can see what, awesome. what they're actually going to do. Um, uh, and then the websites is uh, gfboutdoors.com. BeastModeArcherChallenge.com. I think those are the third one I don't really use too much, so. Beast Mode Archery Challenge. Don't Thank you. Challenge. No, that's so that's important. You see what happened there? No. Nope. I make the mistakes on purpose, so I yeah, call out. Yeah, exactly. Know. That's good. Um, look at that. That's great. Your wife strikes again? Uh, so my wife did the website. Just look at the parallax going on here. The video in the background, the clouds. Right. This is some high-speed stuff. Yeah, so if anybody needs a website done, she does that on the side. Oh, perfect. See, it's funny because I do logos on the side. Look at that. So, you know, we got to do what we do. You know what I do on the side? Fix my furnace. Yeah, <laughs> which I still haven't been paid for. Oh. Well, finish oh. your beer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's your own fault. 
So if you click on the indoor or up on top, beast mode uh, indoor. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and I'm horrible at updating stuff. So okay. if you want to find the most current and updated information, it's probably so going to be on social media. All the dates are on there. Look at that. Oh, it is the 29th. We were, I was wrong. I, I was really confident with my answer about the 28th. That's okay. I do that sometimes. Pappas is the 8th, February 8th, the 18th, the 8th. Yeah. Nice. So they can see that right now? Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to switch it back to us, but there it is. Cool. Um, yeah, so the elk story. Yeah. So uh, my buddy Trent and, and Peter and I, uh, Trent has been a longtime elk hunter, and he was gracious enough to take us elk hunting for the, as Peter and I's first time. Okay, very cool. <clears throat> and uh, this is in Colorado. So the first night, so we kind of, Trent goes his own way to do some scouting. Peter and I go a different way to do some scouting. And Peter and I are just kind of walking, and and we I think we literally just put our packs down to take a little break, and we heard a bugle. And we, we I think we we looked at one another and we're like, is that a bugle? Because we've never heard a bugle before. Yeah. This is the first time. And it's like I think I heard that, or maybe it was just a noise. And then went again. It's like, oh crap! You know that was a bugle, and it sounded like it was getting closer. So, you know, watching uh, or reading, you know, the Elk 101 stuff, like all these different tactics and things. So we like take off, like we grab our bows. He grabbed a decoy and a, and a bugle. And, uh, you know, he sounded like a like a dying rabbit with the bugle. Too. But, <laughs> but it worked, you know. <laughs> so we take off down the mountain and we get set up. He's, you know, this is how, you know, green we were. He set up behind pine trees so he couldn't see really any of the action. Sure. And he didn't even see the, the bull come in. So this bull comes in, uh, and it's a decent bull. Pro- I don't have no idea. He was as big. He, yeah. was, he was a four by four or five by five. Big enough for you to hardly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, my Legal heart bull. was just pounding, like, and it was like screaming at at us. Like, he came in the. I ranged it after the fact, and he was twenty eight yards standing oh, head on. Uh, and I got a shot on him, but I believe I hit him in the antlers. So, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I totally whiffed that one. So I kind of blacked out. It was, I've never done that, but it's like, yeah, I was just overwhelmed with, you so know. it happened pretty quick, too. But it happened super fast. Yeah. You weren't actively on them, and then there he was. Yeah, there he was. So. so you're like, wait, what? what's happening here? Holy shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I missed that, him, and then uh, I missed a, a cow uh, on that same trip. And then uh, ever since then, I have not had an opportunity with one. So, but I called a bull in for my buddy Ed in Montana, to, uh, not this past year, but the year before. Okay. And that was an awesome experience. So, it's just elk hunting is like none other. Yeah. It, it is. I've heard nothing. But you know, thing. if you like turkey hunting, because you get to communicate with the yep. animals and 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 make their calls and they respond back to you, it's like that times a thousand. I mean, they have these giant critters just screaming at you is and just hearing that in it's like you're in you know hearing dinosaurs or something uh it's just amazing yeah because you're in the you're in no man's land right for the most right. part i mean some people hunt you know you can elk hunt in somewhat populated areas mm-hmm. but but we kind of choose to do wilderness wilderness areas yeah uh so you're you know that first hunt that we did we we're back there for 12 days 12 or 13 days we're abouts abouts in montana in Montana, yeah. Uh, so we hunted the Bob Marshall for six days. That's where I stayed. And uh, really, and we, we got out of there when Seemly the pack Lake. of wolves surrounded us. Oh yeah. Really. Uh, Tell me more about that. Um. So this is probably the I forget third or fourth. I think it's the fourth day we we're there, and no sign, no elk. We saw a few elk, but nothing like what should have been there. At least what we've the intel we collected. And like I said, it's the fourth or fifth day. And we're just kind of scoping around, and a wolf started to howl. Dude, that and then another one out. howled. And I mean, it, at least a dozen, if not, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. And they're all around us. And we're like, well, you know, people say, well, wolves don't bother elk, or you know, you don't, they don't impact elk or whatever. Mm. We didn't. I, I think they do. So we. If went, you were, yeah, if you were surrounded by that, I'd be scared if I was an elk, right? Right. Or at least they might, they might still be there, but they yeah. they go quiet. You know, it shuts them up. Yeah. Uh, so we hiked. Uh, we got back to camp. We were ten miles in, uh, which was five miles longer than what we wanted to. But when we got to where we thought we were going to camp, 
there's no water. It just wasn't wasn't, wasn't ideal. conducive. There's nowhere to hunt. So we, we kept walking in. And uh, so we got 10 miles in. So that night we got up at, I think, 3 o'clock in the morning, and we hiked out. It took us, I don't know, seven, eight hours to hike out. Wow. Because uh, it's, you know, it's not like a hike around here. It's, you know, you're going up thousands of feet, down thousands of feet. You're going over multiple peaks. Right, and it's rocky. You know, it's not a nice mowed trail or anything. Rocky, it's, it's, blow downs, all right. sorts of fun stuff. You got 60 pounds on your pack because, you know, we're planning to be in there, you know, 10 Food, days. water, right. gear. Right. So we hiked out, and then we went to a different spot, which was uh, uh, in the uh, Little Belts. So, and we uh, did some scouting, driving around, some scouting, and then uh, we were able to, within two days, got an elk on the ground. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. awesome. The wolf thing is fascinating to me. That's really fun. Yeah. And I'd said best day ever. There you go, Eddie. That's cool. Yeah. That's that, story, that was an epic hunt. So when we got that elk on the ground. Just like the shirt says. Right? Epic. It's going to be epic. Uh, they say I overuse that word, but I don't think you can ever overuse that word. It's epic. <laughs> All right. Um, no. So we hiked that elk out. Uh, it was four, four and a half miles to the truck. And uh, so we start hiking. He he shot it at like four o'clock. I think by six o'clock we had it in our packs. And uh, we hiked it back to the truck. And it took about six hours. Wow. And I, Ed thinks there's only 100 pounds in the pack. I think it was close to 150 because it was flipping heavy. Yeah. Because the second day we went in, the, that's, the next day was the day that we were leaving. So we went in, we left some meat, he left a head there, and uh, so we hiked in to get that, and then I hunted for a couple hours, and we hiked that back out. So, But it was, we probably had, I don't know, 350 pounds of meat from That's that, from that elk. So, shit ton. So but for two people to yeah. hike that out and, and, you know, two trips, but the second trip was pretty light. Yeah. And it was, that was the heaviest pack I've ever carried. So, One But it was awesome. That's it, super it was, cool. It was, yeah, because that, that it was amazing. a different mind frame. Oh, you totally know. different mind frame. Yep. We we were saying so we have a saying good. Nice. I think Jocko. I think Jocko. I don't know if Jocko. Jocko. Yeah. With, yeah. He, he has the good video. Okay. Like it hurts good. You know. Yeah. It's a good. Painful, hurt. Good. Good. Yeah. So that's a, that's we said good point. probably a thousand times on that hike out. <laughs> <laughs> that I have a different version of the word good. Uh, buddy of mine Shane. We went to Nicaragua, and this has nothing to do with hunting all to do with drinking too much in Granada. And we had some shitty hostel we were staying at, and we get back to this hostel, and we couldn't find, like, the, the door in. They, like, walked right, in right, and passed yeah. it. And, like, shit, what do we do? And we get to this place. Someone finally lets us in, and we're going up the stairs, and <laughs> I don't know why. This is It's worth it, I promise. We're going up the stairs, and he trips hard Ooh. up the stairs, like, into the stairs, just boom. Um, but right before that happened, some, one of the guys that let us in, who speaks Spanish, of course, and we don't speak Spanish at all, right. we're a bunch of American idiots. Taco. Um, he's like, we're like, buenos, buenos noches, I say. And then, and then Shane goes, buenos. Boom. Uh, <laughs> which translates to good. Good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, I have another shirt that says, unless you puke, faint, or die, keep going. Keep going. I like it. And that could be a workout shirt, or it could be a drinking shirt. (laughs) You know, you can use it however you want. Bueno. All right. You should do a bueno. Bueno. All right. That's it. Nothing else. Just bueno. Good. Awesome. All right. Any other questions? I I mean, we got these all squared up here. Um, You know, make sure to jump back into this after the fact when you get some time and see if you missed any or if we missed any, we can do the same. You bet. Uh, there's a good chunk of comments here. So uh, I think your wife had helped out quite a bit with the sponsors, and she also put all the places where you can be found. So she gets She's she on top back. of it. Yeah. Yeah, she she's home. on top of it. That's great. No, and then this will be this will be posted tonight. So when, when you two leave, I get to work and making this a podcast. All the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep. I mean, this doesn't just magically appear. I wish. Someone... I'm going to get a new mixer, and that might change things. So we'll see. All right. But for the moment, this is what we get. And a new computer. Yeah, so I had the wrong name for like the first 20 minutes because my computer just wouldn't boot. And so I went downstairs, got a screwdriver, stabbed myself in the hand on accident. There's no screws in the bottom of this thing at all right now. Um, 
He was sweating. He was. He got weird quick. Like two minutes before we go live, my computer's like very flustered. I actually got YouTube out and and was (laughs) trying to help him figure the issue out, but that's that's not good. This is like the hundredth episode. Anytime I do something big, something something happens. You know. We didn't hear a crash or a bang, so we knew he didn't throw it against the wall. I was pretty close. Holly's like, "Oh no, what happened?" I was like, "I told you, computer, computer, shit." (laughs) I I should have believed you. I'm reading the uh, the uh, the text thread that's between all my peeps. Yeah, they have. They have. So they're calling you the wrong name. No, they're just uh, something about the alcohol. They're, oh, this right here. Yeah. I don't know. This is uh, Delmore. I, I try different scotch at least every couple episodes. This is a Delmore, uh, aged twelve years single malt scotch. Nice oh, scotch. Although uh, we tried the one scotch and it was too much scotch. John wants to know why we're not having an old fashioned. Well, it's just too much work to mix all that up while we're talking. For me, it's got to be a whiskey old fashioned. Oh, we got whiskey old fashioned. I can't do brandy. Too sweet. That crap is way really? too sweet. I'm sorry. It is pretty sweet. I might sorry, be changing the whiskey. I'm with you there. And you like the olives with it? Yeah, why not? And then, uh, and then Michael Wadebro says he can talk about not shooting an elk. Hello. Well, I mean, nice. pretty, thanks, I would thanks, argue Mike. it's really hard <laughs> to shoot the antlers. I think that's right? a feat. Yeah, right. You couldn't. Uh... Have you ever shot an antler of an elk? <laughs> I mean, you have. That's what I would say. Right, not many people. No, thanks for that. coming tonight, man. I appreciate it. No, yeah. this is awesome. I I appreciate uh, you having me on here. Yeah, well, it's a good thing you're doing. So it uh, yeah. it helps people get out and out off the couch and and maybe even uh, uh, get in a little bit better shape. And maybe they weren't thinking about doing a backcountry hunt, and this might right help them along to do so. Well, I know of a lot of people that their dream is to do a Western hunt, but they seem they're so overwhelmed by everything that's there. And that's something that I've talked to about doing is having a little seminar or class to, yeah. to where to start. Yeah. Where to start and the, to break down some of those obstacles and barriers. Cause a lot of I'd guys game to do something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of my guys have been hunting elk and going West for, for years and they're a wealth of knowledge. So I think by having just a, maybe a little Q and a, because uh, it's not only figuring out what state to go to, but then when to apply, how to apply. Do you have to yeah. over the counter? But then and that was some of the stuff I was possibly going to ask you. But I, I know what clothes short. do you wear? Like how do you prepare for the layering of that? Right. Meal prep. I did the Boundary Water Canoe Area for 12 days, went off grid, and we cooked all our own meals. Um, and then we dehydrated them on our stove, and then we vacuum mm-hmm. sealed them. Right. So like that's one tiny component, right? Right. There's a whole there's so thing. much there's so much but i i guarantee you once you do it you will want to go back every year sure. yeah i mean it, it's just amazing for me for me it's about the the journey it's about being with with friends about mm-hmm. being with buddies if you kill something that's awesome Bonus. but just being out in the wilderness living like a mountain man i mean just it there's just something about that yep. that you just you, you just can't get around here even uh, on a public land whitetail hunt, no, you, not, you can't yeah, get it. No, North Woods is about as far away as you're going to get. And right. North Woods is, I mean, there's some desolate places there, but it's not like going right. out to Montana. Right. Or even, I mean, we wandered around in Arizona a little bit too, This my wife and I right. did. And mm-hmm. It's like, boy, if you think about it, there's plenty of places to get lost in here. Oh, there are. And the big one of the bigger obstacles is, is the cost. So, yeah. I mean, you don't need the top of the line everything to go on your mm-hmm. first time. And another thing is if you go with a couple buddies, you split the gas, and maybe even only one guy gets a tag, right? Because, yeah, you have to go for an experience, right? Right, because yeah. odds are maybe one person is probably going to get the elk. So if you guys are going to hunt together, if it's, if it's your first year, just one person get a tag and you all chip in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just throwing ideas out on how to, how to save idea. money. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, you know, because odds are one guy might want to be, you know, videoing and stuff like that. Because usually you have, if you have two guys, one guy's the hunter for the day and the other guy's the caller. Fire caller, whatever. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of obstacles, but you can just, you can start breaking those down when you start looking into stuff. So, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again. I'm going to go ahead and end the live feed. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out. All right, the tip of the week. Tip of the week is don't set goals. I should swear I want to say F goals, but I'll try to keep it clean for the new year. Don't set goals. Um, create habits instead of maybe set goals, right? You got to set a, some sort of kind of trajectory or North Star plot a point on the map. 
So if you have a goal, great, but that's not good enough. Work backwards from that. Do a SMART goal, um, specific, measurable, attainable, and time-bound. But even more, create habits. And creating habits is hard, so we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems um, or our habits. And so if you can create a new system, you're going to form some habits. That's my tip for the new year. I'm reading a, a pretty neat book right now, a couple of them. Um, one of them, Wild Country. So a little hint for uh, guests that we're going to have on January 21st. But I'm also reading a book called Atomic Habits, and it talks about creating systems and habits and things of that nature. It's a pretty great book. I've recommended it to everybody I know, so this is no different. Anyway, you know, speaking of habits and goals, um, you know, one of the goals I have is to do an elk hunt in the year of 2021. So that gives me all of this year to get physically fit and uh, budget for it and try to figure out how I can get there. And so I think for me personally, this was a really great episode because it kind of embodied both of those things, getting fit for a Western hunt. Um, And also we touched on elk hunting a little bit with some of the memorable hunts from Brian. So that's the tip of the week is (laughs) don't make habits or I'm sorry, don't, don't make, don't make goals, make habits of things. Uh, so, you know, for example, some of my new habits that I've instilled through some sort of small incremental changes is, uh, you know, folding my laundry the moment I take it out of the dryer. So I don't have to forget about it and spend 20 minutes looking for a sock every morning, um, ironing my clothes for my day job, you know, for the week. And so kind of like meal prepping, but laundry prepping, I, I just hate laundry a lot and it's been a friction point in my life and it always goofs things up. So that's one small change I'm making. And by doing that, I get more time to spend with my family and dedicate to the podcast and content production. So hopefully y'all as listeners and supporters of the show get to reap some of those benefits of me taking care of my laundry and all that garbage. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Tip of the week. Uh, If you don't have a goal, set some goals, write them down. There's something neat that happens in the brain when you actually write something down. Me and Greg were talking about this and I'd never been a guy that that had written goals down before, but in doing so, I have this weird mental thing that happens where it feels funny where I'm like, well, if I'm going to write it down, I guess I'm kind of saying it out loud and now I got to do something about it. So uh, news updates, where to hunt app. We've entered into an incubator here in Milwaukee. So we're going to try to make some big improvements to the app for the upcoming deer season in 2020. So stand by for that. We'll keep you all posted with some updates along the way. Currently, the app is free to download on iOS and the Android Play Store, and there's an in-app purchase that gets you into incognito mode, so you can use the app amongst your hunting party to track where everybody in your party is. Uh, Greg and I will be doing a late-season hunt on January 18th that weekend, so you know, fingers crossed that we don't freeze to death and also that we have some snow and also that we get eyes on something and maybe we can you know, put a buck down the the first month of the new year so that'd be a great way to start so anyways that's the tip of the week and some of the news updates kind of announcements things of that nature that's what i got thanks everybody for tuning in appreciate it have a great night a great day or if you're listening while you're driving walking hiking biking hunting whatever it is you're doing and uh thanks for tuning in hunt public